Um, because up until that point, I didn't really know. I just thought everybody had a corporate job and that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I also kind of had like this motivation and, and almost like this traction or momentum, if you will, into finding out more about this world of like, oh, people start their own business. Like, what's mm. that like? I, I wanted to find out. I don't think I had that thought. Mm. I feel like when I decided to become purposely unemployed, I like the way you put that, it was the first time in uh, how long? I mean, I've been working since I was 15 and I had never taken a break. Mm. I'd always gone from one job to another. Yeah. So then I'm 34. So we're talking, you know, more than 15 years that almost 20 years that I've never been out of work or not going not going to the next next thing. Three, two, one. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hello, Kate. Hi, Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Great, great, great. Looking so stylish with your headband. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. A little bit of, yeah, yeah. A of a playful headband. Mm-hmm. Always like spice things up. Those are, the, that's earrings for me, although I'm not wearing those today either. But I did take, I did bust out the blow dryer, had a little bit of dust on it, but I we worked through it. I tell. You look amazing. <laughs> You look amazing. Those long locks. Thanks, friend. Beautiful. <laughs> Getting longer and longer. I mean, now I'm on. How often do you get your hair cut? Uh, I get it cut every 12 weeks. So I, I go 12. to the salon, yeah, every six weeks to do regrowth. And then on yeah. every second appointment, I get a trim. But I always wow. say like, oh, yeah, I'm very disciplined now. Never used to be. I know. I was just going to say, I love that you actually have a schedule for this. That's one thing that I don't think I've ever had a schedule for. I kind of get stressed out when they ask me on the spot when I'm there, if I want to book my next appointment. I'm like, no, I don't because I don't know if I'm going to want it then. (laughs) Okay. So I used to be like that. And then I used to get what I noticed about myself was I'd sit there and think about when should I go? When's the next appointment? Oh, I can't do it then. I can't do it then. Yep. Whereas if I just book it in advance, then it happens. It's and done. so, yeah. So now I've just gotten in the mm. habit of like next one, six weeks, next one, whatever. whatever you know what I is. think it is for me is that I s- still have yet to find mm. of like my a hairdresser, a nail person, my eye doctor, my dentist. So those are all things that I do when I go home. Yeah. And so I, yeah, it's kind of like when I'm home, I'll do them. <laughs> that is definitely so, one of the challenges. I could relate to that. I remember when I first moved, yeah, to different places, you're always, where am I going to get that done? Mm-hmm. Where am I going to get that done? Where's the florist? Yeah. I need flowers to take, you know, yeah. like all those <laughs> go-to places that you just take for granted yeah. in your home. 
But you've been there for a while. You still haven't found your go-to. I know. I was going to say, I don't I don't have any excuse. I've been here for almost six years. Oh my God. Okay. I just love my people so much back home. Well, you, and you do go, you know, home frequently. So yeah. some of these things you can, mm. yeah, they can wait. Yeah. I mean, I am going on like 16 weeks now from my last haircut. So it's time, but. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, totally unrelated. <laughs> no, exactly. Today's topic is got, has got nothing to do with what we're just talking about. Nothing to do, unless you consider the freedom of running your own business to be that you can go get your haircut whenever you want. <laughs> yep. Uh, so today's episode is going to be on starting a business. Nicole and I were chatting and we thought that, you know, it might be helpful to just kind of share that journey for us and where we started. And uh, gosh, it certainly has not been super linear, straightforward or perfectly planned, not by any means. I can remember a very specific date very clearly, and that would be November 1st, 2011, which I never took time to notice before. 11, 1, 11, all ones. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Little fun fact Mm -hmm. there, I guess. I'm just noticing now for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, on November 1st, 2011, I had just landed in Portland, Maine. I had two suitcases with me. Those were all of my belongings. And I walked onto the jet bridge and I looked up at a sign that was hung overhead and it said, welcome home. And there was a moose and a lobster. (laughs) And when I landed in Maine that day, it was this only the second time that I had set foot on the East Coast in my whole life. Um, The first time being the long weekend that August, so just a couple months prior, when John asked if I would move to Maine to live with him. And there was something else about November 1st that made it a really big day for me, other than the fact that I had like sold all of my things, packed up my suitcases, on honestly, a little bit on a whim had decided to move to start this relationship with John. Um, it was also my first day since I was 15 years old that I was purposefully unemployed. I was actually going to do it for the official first time, try and start my own business. And you can imagine for a lot of reasons that day was a little scary for me. There's a lot going on, a lot going on. Did, well, I have a question though. Do you, did you have to quit your job because you were moving or did you also, it just coincided with the fact that I'm moving and I'm also quitting my job because I also want to start my own business? Mm, Yeah. Okay. So leaving, so I quit my job because I was moving But quitting my job had been on my mind for a while at that point. That was the job where I missed out on a promotion. And I had promised myself that six months from then, I would quit that job. So it was kind of, I already had in mind that I wanted to quit that job because I did want to try and start my own business. And then it just kind of so happened that I was able to align it with my move. So... I I used the move as my way to say, okay, I'm finally going to do this. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to try and start my own business. You didn't, 
I know you missed out. Oh, I've got so many. I know we've talked about this, but I suppose we're talking about it again and it's bringing up some different questions. You didn't think you'd want another job instead, or you were very intentional about, I want to start something for myself. Cause I think it's a little I was bit different very for me. intentional. Okay. It oh, wasn't. okay. Yeah. I was very intentional about not wanting to jump to another job uh-huh. um, because I was just so done with the corporate nine to five and, and it, that was kind of like my first uh, eye-opening experience into like what was possible with entrepreneurship. I felt like I was finally starting to learn more about what that meant um, because up until that point, I didn't really know. I just thought everybody had a corporate job and that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I also kind of had like this motivation and, and almost like this traction or momentum, if you will, into finding out more about this world of like, oh, people start their own business. Like, what's mm. that like? I, I wanted to find out. I don't think I had that thought. Mm. I feel like when I decided to become purposely unemployed. I like the way you put that. It was the first time in uh, how long? I mean, I've been working since I was 15 and I had never taken a break. Mm. I'd always gone from one job to another. Yeah. So then I'm 34. So we're talking, you know, more than 15 years that almost 20 years that I've never been out of work or not going, not going to the next, next thing. And Mm -hmm. I decided to quit. And I, and for me, like you, it was very, that day is very clear when I made the decision that I would quit. But unlike you, I didn't know what was next. So I was at my desk at my last teaching job in Dubai and it was January and it's hot. I mean, even though it's winter, it's like hot all the time, unless you're under some Mm. blasting AC. And I was handed a new timetable and I thought to myself, oh, another timetable. It's just a new version of the same. It's going to be another set of the same students, just different bodies. You know, you've got the helpless hand raiser, you've got the loud mouth, you've got the the good yeah. teacher's pet, you know, literally every year it's always kind of the Groundhog's same type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same type of students. And I was like, okay, I've seen this rerun so many times. I just looked around at the teachers and I thought, I don't want, I don't want to be here anymore. And mm. so that was the day that I decided to quit and handed in my resignation like a few days after, but I had no plan as to what I was going to do next. Okay, so you thought like maybe I'm going to go back home. Was your plan to go back home for sure? No, it wasn't to go back no, home. It okay. was to find the next thing. But and maybe that was going to be another job. It could have been not another. necessarily starting your own business. Exactly. Not necessarily starting my own business. And I think that's why I'm kind of bringing this up because I do think sometimes um, when you, you're at that crossroads, um, you have a few options, right? You're either really sick of the current job that you're in and you want a, a change of mm-hmm. something similar, you know, same career, same industry, whatever, and you really just need a new new place of work. Yeah. Or you want to completely change your career and you want to do something completely different. 
and then you have to go through the motions of learning and, you know, upskilling and, and yeah. retooling and all of that. Or you actually want to start something for yourself and you want to be your own boss and you want to work for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. mine was the second option. I just wanted to do something different, but I didn't necessarily know it was going to be to work for myself and start a business. And in the end, I started a business with Omar because I feel like when I was freelancing, so fast forward six months later, it's the 3rd of July. I'm on a plane to New York. I've already you know, enrolled in New York Film Academy. Got to New York, first time ever, uh, just in time for the um, for Independence Day, and uh-huh. yeah, so that was really, really, I just that was really awesome. And then I was just like, okay, let me study, let me study film, let me do this course, and let me see, is my next career filmmaker? <laughs> Who knew? Mm, mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, so that what year was that? Twenty twelve. Okay. Oh my gosh, we're so parallel. I love this. Um, So, okay. I also had that crossroads, but it was on the back end of trying to start my own business and failing at that and wondering, am I going to keep trying to make this work or is it time for me to go get a job? And I'm glad you brought that up because I, that has to be at least a consideration for people, right? Mm. Um, Is this an appropriate time? Is this a smart time for me to kind of take this huge leap and give this a go? Or would it be better for me to, you know, get a job and have a steady paycheck, maybe save up, uh, depending on what your financial situation is, what your responsibilities are at that time in your life? Yeah. So, but when you signed up to the film academy, then you were pretty straight on. Were you still thinking that maybe I'm going to be hired by like a with a film crew, or were then you thinking I'm going to do freelance? I think I was thinking more I would work and be hired by a film crew, make somebody mm, else's film. Okay. But then once you got once you got into the academy and you were doing that is kind of when you teamed up with Omar, right? Right. And he had uh-huh. the entrepreneurial side of his experience yeah. and he'd been side hustling. Um, so he'd been teaching, but also building businesses on the side, which to your point before, it's like this big, scary thing. People might think, oh my God, I've got to go all in and I've got to quit my job Mm -hmm. and start something. And, you know, the risk of failing there is really scary. Um, But, you know, an option would be to side hustle, which is what he was doing for many, many years. And he was the one that put the idea in my head that, okay, we can start something together. You don't have to work for somebody else. You can work for yourself. We can build something. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can apply those skills to our thing, which was very exciting. Okay, so when that was kind of put out there or that opportunity for you to team up with Omar came, were you ever thinking like, wait, is that the best decision or should I go get a job? Or when you or when that opportunity was presented, were you like, oh, my gosh, yes, 100,000 percent, of course, (laughs) It was definitely a thousand percent, of course, because this was, it became the answer to, I've, I don't want to teach anymore. I don't want to be a slave to timetables and schedules and someone else's agenda. I want to do my own thing. So a thousand percent, it was, yes, this is the answer because it's the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But where those uh, should I get a job? And I suppose this is where the unexpected journey of starting your own business, all of these things happen is that, oh my gosh, it's not going according to plan or it's not going as well. Right. And then it's like, do I go back and just get a job? Um, mm-hmm. And I say just get a job, but do I go back and get a job out of necessity? Right. And that, and so that's exactly where I was at is I, I tried to start my own, after I moved to Maine and tried to start my own business, I gave it a go. I said six months, I'm going to go all in six months, full focus. Um, and at the end of those six months, I hadn't made a dollar. Mm. So then I was kind of thinking, maybe I do need to go get a job. I mean, John was so incredibly supportive and, you know, helping out with, I, I was not contributing much financially mm. to <laughs> the relationship at that time. You know, I had a savings. I had saved up um, some money before I left, knowing that I'm not going to be working for an indefinite amount of time. But it got to a point where I kind of felt like, okay, it's kind of my responsibility now to start generating some revenue. But that crossroads for me was giving up on my business to, to go get a job. And, and that made the crossroads really hard. I didn't know what the right thing to do was because I wanted my business so bad. I wanted that lifestyle and, and that, um, opportunity and that experience so bad. But like you said, out of necessity, I needed to start generating revenue and I wasn't doing it in my own business. So I did end up going to get a job. And, and honestly, that was like one of the most unexpected things. Call me naive. I definitely was. I didn't know a lot about entrepreneurship mm-hmm. when I, you know, was just like, I'm going to start my own business. Um, there were so many things that I didn't know. And, and something very unexpected for me um, was just how difficult it is to start from scratch Mm. and try and create something. (laughs) I was thinking like, I've had ideas my whole life, certainly, and I'm good at a lot of things. Certainly, this can't be that hard. And then I started and was like, this is really tough. (laughs) Yeah, to me, oh, yes. And I can understand. For me, the naivety came from the you have a moment of success and I can, I can relate it to, you know, something that was happening with the hundred dollar MBA when we launched the hundred dollar MBA, it's that roller coaster. I, the unexpected thing for me was how much of a roller coaster it is. You can have a really Mm. high moment and you can have just the lowest of low moments. Yeah. You know, and that is very unexpected or that is different, I suppose, to a more stable routine, job very predictable much more predictable so I remember when we first launched the hundred dollar MBA all the pre-launch stuff was very exciting we'd worked so hard to you know do a sequence and create generate buzz and anticipation for this program that we were launching and then when we did launch the launch went really well and I saw and this was really for me my very first experience of launching something that people had Mm -hmm. to buy Um, because Mm -hmm. when I was freelancing and doing videography work it's you know a service-based business yeah an exchange an exchange yeah Whereas no one's really buying a product in in that sense. Um, And so 
the launch went really well and there was this huge kind of, you know, uptick and uptake at the start. And then as soon as that started to drop off and we lost that momentum or it wasn't as many customers, like where I was naive was like, wow, 30 people signed up in the first hour. This is going to continue. Every hour, 30 Mm. people are going (laughs) to sign up. And imagine if this happens 24 hours a day. Like how naive is that, right? Hey, but you don't know what you don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And so when, oh, now it's one person every hour. Oh, now it's one person every five hours. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. okay. So that for me was really my first raw experience of, okay, you have a, you start a business, you put something out there, you might have a win and then it all can change very quickly. And then you've got to pivot and Mm -hmm. do the next thing and you got to keep going. It's yeah. Yeah. Figure out the right flow for that. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. roller coaster is a perfect description for the journey overall and for specific scenarios like that to where I remember this was, you know, probably early 2013 um, when we started doing webinars and, and that was kind of like, I'm sure webinars were around and masterclasses mm-hmm. and like all these things were around before then, but it kind of like started hyping up ar- around then. And we were doing webinars and having, you know, 50, 60, 80 people join our courses on those webinars. But it was like, that was one hour. And then for the next week, it's kind of, you know, it looks a lot different. To your point, you have a lot of people join at once and then like nobody joins or or a lot fewer people join. And I think that recognizing or I guess being able to adjust those expectations in such a drastic way throughout any given day or any mm-hmm. given week is not something that you're used to doing in a corporate job. Like, again, everything's kind of the same every day, more or less. <laughs> yeah. And things move so much slower as well, or things can take a lot mm-hmm. more time and it's okay. But you feel like when you're, it's your business that you have to make fast decisions and you have to pivot and change and do the next thing and test and iterate and, and move so much faster um, yeah. than you would in a, in a, in a job. I kind of think about, you know, starting my own business and I honestly don't know that there's anything that I would change. And I think a lot of times when I'm asked the question, like, what do you wish that you knew? So many of the things that come to mind are things that I feel like you have to experience because everyone's experience is going to be different. So even if somebody told you that, maybe you could somewhat prepare yourself, but you can never really be prepared for what your experience is going to be with your business and your products and your services and your audience and your platform and and all of these things, right? Do you agree? I agree. Uh, Yeah, look, I, you know, a bit of imposter syndrome and I could eat my words, but one thing that I really feel is true is that there's no one size fits all. And I really feel that every business is a case study. And so I've never felt 
that I needed an MBA or that there's something to study in business that once you study that, that's it. You're going to unlock it. You're going to know what to do. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's going to be, that's the key. That's the manual. That's the guide. That's how it's done. I really believe that every single business is an individual case study and you could apply You could make one decision in one business that works out absolutely awesome. And in another business, it's just the wrong strategy it's not the right it's not the Mm -hmm. best move it has this and that other impact and consequence and so that is something that it's it's true like it's like what would what would I have known beforehand that you know I feel like you learn so much of it along the way and I think that's one of the experience yeah and I think to me that's one of the most rewarding things how much I've been Mm -hmm. able to and what's exciting about starting your own thing and you know going out on your own as scary as it is it's that ability to just learn something apply it and you know keep and keep moving forward I didn't Mm -hmm. realize that I could learn so many things just in that moment like just in time learning I'm so passionate about that because I needed to know something I learned it. I applied it. Great. Next step. Yeah, I couldn't agree more that it really is like, you know, it's kind of cheesy to say it and uh, so many people mention it, but like, I really do believe it's the journey, not the destination, right? Um, That this whole experience that you have starting your business, the ups, the downs, the in-betweens, that is a that is it. Like that is what it is to be an entrepreneur and to start your own business. And I think that that's what makes it dynamic and fulfilling. And it gives you more to celebrate when you do have those wins. A thousand percent. I've been thinking more and more about how important the journey is and not just the end result. I think in those early years, it was, I was very focused on what is the end result of this Mm -hmm. business, this idea, this activity, but not really focusing so much on how is the day-to-day being impacted? What is my day-to-day? Am I enjoying the process? Am I learning? Am I getting better? Being mindful of the fact that when you do start a business and you've got this end goal in mind, it is, this is something that I think I wish I would have known beforehand or that I'm because I, I think it becomes more and more clear as you, as the business develops that you have to remind yourself, is the journey you're on the one that you want to be on? Mm. Is the day-to-day what you actually want to be doing? Mm-hmm. Because I think what can happen is you get very focused on an end result, a final outcome, and you lose sight of how your day-to-day changes, the things that you enjoy yeah. doing, the things you want to be doing, the things that light you up all of that mm-hmm. so I you start yeah. chase it's almost like you're chasing mm-hmm. um versus like having this intentional experience I'm kind of curious about you know you started a business and then it didn't go as well you went back to get a job and now you've had this experience running a business with John Do you think you'd want to start something else? Is this something that you think about? Like once you've already started a business, do you think about what other businesses are out there that I can start? Or do you want to see this to a particular end point? How how Mm. do you? 
Yeah, that's such a good question because I've I've had a lot of friends recently and even one of our most recent um, tax tips on our income reports had to do with selling a business. And it's really, you know, got me thinking because I don't think, well, I know that I definitely didn't. I won't speak for John, but I never really have thought along our journey about what it would look like to sell our business. But I have had moments and and I think this kind of goes back to the the roller coaster thing of like we've had moments in our business where like things are very full on, you know, think even thinking about like starting something else or doing something else was just like no. <laughs> but you know, we've also had moments in our business where things are just going great and our systems are on point and our team is incredible. And I find myself with this free space of thinking like, hmm, what else would I do? Like what other, what other thing could I start? But, you know, for me, and I think that you and I differ in this area a bit based on our previous conversations is like, I still know that I think of myself as like a true, like 110% entrepreneur. (gasps) I can't Not believe you like, said that. I feel the same. I don't think we do. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, because I think you're such like you're so much like a vision and ideation person, though. And I don't see myself as <laughs> Gus is getting very fired up. Um, I don't see myself as that. I've been thinking about that a lot more lately. The definition of an entrepreneur versus someone who's building a business. And I think you can build a business, you can operate a business, you can be invested in the success and the growth of a business. I think that's not necessarily an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's somebody who enjoys, I don't want to say enjoys being in a job <laughs> because <laughs> it's like a job that you created for yourself Yeah, with the entrepreneur hat on. And then I, so that's why I'm asking and I'm curious, starting again, knowing that you've had experiences in starting a business. So it's interesting. You just said, I'm not, I don't see your, you don't see yourself as an entrepreneur, but then if you've had these experiences, then would you ever think of starting something else, which kind of does make you an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if I've well, confused us or confused myself. <laughs> No, no, no. That that makes sense. I I follow you because I go back and forth too. Like I say it and then I'm like, no, wait a second. I am an entrepreneur. Um, But John and I have asked each other that question many times. Like if, well, the question that we ask is if everything went away tomorrow, um, you know, Gus is literally climbing on top of me right now. Um, If everything went away (laughs) tomorrow, do you want to turn? (laughs) Um, if everything went away tomorrow what would you do oh if you had to you know do something and and when I think about that then I do feel like I could pretty quickly like switch myself into this mode where like I I've got my thing I know my zone of genius uh, I know my content plan. Um, so yeah, it is, it's an interesting thing to think about. What about you? Well, Have you, you like, you just gave me, I think maybe the answer lies in that question. If it all went away, what's your next move? 
And I would say the entrepreneur's move is to start something new versus I will work for someone else. Mm, is that maybe where the answer is? <laughs> yeah. And I think for yeah, me, you're right. I would try and start something else. I, the, you know, you've learned so much on this journey. I've, I've learned so much that I feel, I think could be applied to both. See, I also love collaboration and partnerships and, mm-hmm. you know, working with someone else. So it might not necessarily have to be something of my own that I'm solo operating at it could be something with Mm -hmm. somebody else but it would most likely be a venture of some sort it wouldn't be let me search you know who's hiring what companies are hiring for this and that role (laughs) yeah I think we answered it (laughs) our as as our mutual friend Michael O'Neill says unemployable Definitely unemployable. We've become unemployable. <laughs> we were purposely unemployed and now we're definitely unemployable. <laughs> oh, Nicole, well, I've loved kind of going back in time today with you and chatting about the beginnings. I mean, like you said, there's so much more. I feel like this could be uh, quite the series if we really went step by step on our business journey. But um, it's, you know, great kind of looking back and and just remembering, you know, everything that's gone into it. It's it's a special experience and journey for sure. I've loved this and I find myself surprised. I mean, I found myself you know, in that moment thinking, "Oh, you thought that too?" Like this I'm always learning new things about you. And I think we I feel personally that I'm always kind of growing, changing my perspective a little bit, learning more my or my, you know, my view on business and how I operate is, is evolving and changes. So I feel like, you Mm -hmm. know, every time we bring up, I I don't think I could ever get uh, tired of talking about this with you because it's a journey, you know, it is a journey. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same, ever evolving, always learning new things. And, and Hey, there you go. That's another trait of an entrepreneur, right? A constant learner. Oh, well, as we close out today's chat on starting a business, we hope that you friends have picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you've enjoyed this conversation and you have a friend in mind who might also find this conversation helpful, share it with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.